0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sales Talk. This is Justin Taylor, Novell's identity and security guru, bringing you another episode this week on identity and security topics. This particular week, we're going to talk about, or in this particular episode, I should say, we're going to talk about secure login, or really, let's be honest, in this particular one, enterprise single sign-on. When we think about enterprise single sign-on, people may have a lot of different ideas about what that means. There may be different products that they may be evaluating when you're talking to your customer. And so it's always a good idea to really understand what is it specifically that a customer is referring to or what even is Novell referring to when we say the term enterprise single sign-on. And so that you don't have to sit here and listen to me babble about it. Instead, we've decided to bring on an expert. We're bringing in Bobber Amin. Now, Bobber is a senior product manager with Novell and covers Novell's Enterprise single sign-on product. And so we want to welcome Bobber to the show. Welcome, Bobber.
1: Thank you, Justin.
0: So we've had you on the show before, so it's nice to have you back. You know, Barbara, one of the things that uh, we're trying to do here with our sales is get them educated about what Enterprise Single Sign-On is all about. Maybe you could just give kind of a quick 30,000-foot view about what we're referring to when we talk about Enterprise Single Sign-On.
1: Sure. Enterprise Single Sign-On at a very basic level is letting you reduce your number of username and passwords you have to enter as you do your daily job. So any applications that you have any Windows applications, native native Windows applications, Java applications, any rich internet applications, any web applications, anything that you launch from your desktop we can script it, we can run our wizard against it and enable it so that you don't have to enter your username and password. Now this is the very basic definition of ESSO. where. People start making a difference between and then moving beyond the basic definition is because you have full control and you have an agent on the desktop and you're hooked into what is going on at the desktop, you can do a lot of other things. For example, Enterprise Single Sign-On also enables you to pass your password audit and make sure that you are complying with your password policies and your security policies. Enterprise single sign-on can also enable you to control the launch of applications or deny the launch of applications based on temporal constraints, so based on time values that are set by the administrator saying you can launch an application or application X on a per-application basis. Enterprise single sign-on can also increase the level of security depending on the application you're launching. You might be logged in to your desktop and to the network using a username and password but you might be launching an application that is more sensitive and that requires a second factor of authentication like OTP or biometric or smart card, and enterprise single sign-on will force you to present that extra piece of information when that particular application is launched. So it goes beyond just the basic single sign-on, and it enables you to provide a more holistic view of what is happening at the desktop and more importantly, controlling what is happening at the desktop.
0: So that's where the enterprise portion of ESSO, where the, the E, comes from then?
1: Yeah, it is It is predominantly an enterprise product. And the main difference between, say, a non-enterprise single sign-on product and an enterprise-based single sign-on product is that in an enterprise product, you're giving the control, the policy enforcement, the policy enablement, the policy creation, all of those controls are given to the IT administrator. So that same policy, which is very consistent, can be rolled out to all the users, to a group of users, to a to a certain sector, whether that sector is based on a geography or a job description. Of course, if you have a single sign-on product that is not enterprise class, means that it gives you, the end user, more control versus where the enterprise the control is given to the IT administrator, who can in turn give the users full control if that's what the enterprise security policy allows them.
0: For those people who are listening to this, the Salesforce, keep in mind, too, that some of you may use tools like RoboForm. You may use things like Firefox's Password Manager, different keychain applications on Linux or on the Mac. There's a lot of different things out there that you use. And, again, those are designed to help you do the single sign-on. But, again, as Bobber brought out, this is about that enterprise class, being able to control things from one central place or holistically across an enterprise. And that brings up an interesting topic here, Bobber, and that is what SSO actually means. Because there's a lot of different ideas about what SSO means. Normally, when we say SSO, we're talking about single sign-on. Are there other ideas out there what the S may stand for?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Even though it's called single sign-on, you run into applications and pretty much everybody, every vendor who's in the business also runs into these applications where you might not be able to completely provide single sign-on. And everybody understands that. And the term that most people use is just reduced single sign-on.
0: Reduced RSO, reduced sign-on. I've heard SSO referred to as simplified sign-on. But yeah, there's a lot of different ideas out there. And to you, the Salesforce, just keep that in mind is you want to really get to know what that customer means by single sign-on. Some may want the full log-on one time and boom, you get access to everything. Some may want some kind of version of it. Some may want to just simply synchronize passwords and user accounts to make it easier, reduce the sign-on so you only have one set of credentials to remember. So there's a lot of different things that are out there that people think about when they say SSO.
1: That's a very good point, Justin, about synchronization, and a lot of customers would consider synchronizing passwords to be similar to single sign-on and from a user experience, it is because you know they only have to remember one password. but from a security perspective and from a policy perspective, when you're synchronizing passwords across multiple systems, and those systems are varying vintages. Some are legacy systems, some are mainframe systems, some are database systems. Because of that, if you're synchronizing passwords, you are, in essence, limited to the lowest common denominator. You can do some fancy stuff when you're synchronizing and do some transformations, but that's not really synchronizing at that point. So you're limited to the lowest common denominator, which means that if you happen to have an application that, say, only takes an eight-character password with no extra characters or numbers in it, then that is your lowest common denominator, and you cannot exceed that for your more secure applications or for applications that have the capability of having a better password policy or that applications that require a second factor or second form of authentication.
0: Definitely. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to this than just simply saying somebody wants a single sign-on solution because, again, we need to figure out what exactly they're referring to and what their idea and vision is for it. Again, that's going to be why it's so important to have these conversations with your customers so that you can begin to understand how they're thinking about it. And possibly we may have to go and do a little bit of vision architecting or, or re-engineering of their vision. But in some cases, we simply match up to that, and that's obviously the easiest sale. One of the things that we're going to talk about in our next episode, Bobber, is going to be secure login, the next version. We'll be inviting you back for that one, but we're almost out of time here, so I just want to make sure that we follow up or give a a summation here. The things that we've talked about on this particular one is really what enterprise single sign-on is. Um, It's not just about the ability for you to sign on one time. It's about adding the enterprise controls to this so that from a compliance standpoint, a trust standpoint, and a management standpoint, we're able to provide that type of policy for an entire organization. Bobber, though, did talk about some of the key aspects of added capabilities, such as the added capability now being able to restrict when a person can sign on, being able to strengthen authentication, whether your application understands what a biometric authentication is or not. We can make it very simple for them to begin to do that. So we thank you very much for your time. Again, we'll be talking to you shortly here about the next version of Secure Login. Thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you, Justin. This has been another episode of Sales Talk. Make sure you tune in every week for the latest recordings. There is also, just so you know, a Chalk Talk, which is our new video-based version of the show, which demonstrates or shows how to use the whiteboard to describe these topics to your customer. You can find those links off of the Sales Talk page as well. So again, this has been Justin Taylor with Novell, wishing you happy selling. Novell's Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell, Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalknovel.com. At Thanks for listening. See you next time.